Hi, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. This is Lori Weaver, and welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, the sequel. We'll call this special episode day 126, even though I have no idea how many days it's been since I originally began this experiment, where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. <laughs> FYI, I actually recorded this show on February 14th, 2016. And this bonus show is my valentine to the BCs who have listened, learned, loved, and supported me and one another throughout the run of Compulsive Overeating Diary. And I want to thank you once again for listening to these sequels. It means so much to me that you care enough to want to know what I'm up to. After we listen to the inspirational snippet of my old love song, I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward, I'll ponder letting go of my old self-image and read you my latest blog post about acting bravery. You'll hear about my newest show, Stories and Voice, and how you can be brave and participate too. You'll meet our newest Brave BC Hebba, who calls in via SpeakPipe to ask for support, and I'll share some of the resources I sent her. I find a poem by Thomas Hardy called An Experience that really speaks to me for today's edition of Lori's Stories. And we'll finish up our Valentine treat with another song by Josh Woodward that speaks to my creative wish for all of our hearts today called The Dreamers. So stay tuned while we listen to Josh, and then I'll let you know what I'm going to let go of today. But I'm letting go, I'm letting go, it's a history that never really grows. I'm letting go, I'm letting go, it's a silent wind that never really blows, I'm letting go. If you listened to last show, our Christmas holiday edition, I was talking about adding things in, not letting go so much, you know, like I know I was adding in trust. And I still find that to be true. I have to work very hard to trust myself that I'm not crazy when I take these creative risks or talk to people and tell them the truth or do things that don't come naturally to me. But I realize, especially in acting class lately, that I have something really big I need to let go. And that is my old self-image. We all have an image of ourselves, what we're like and who we are and what we do and things that we absolutely know. And I know I've talked about it before. I am five foot seven inches tall. So if you came up to me and said, oh, my goodness, you're short, unless you are well over six feet tall, I would just laugh at you because my image of myself as a five foot seven woman is not particularly short. I feel maybe a little bit taller than average. That is my image of myself through years of experience and the height of counters in the world and how many times I need to step on a step stool and how many times I need to duck my head. Mostly I find that the world is built for a five foot seven inch woman height wise. I don't have to do too much special to exist in the world and my height. Now I know that you know how I feel about my physical size Width-wise, it's a challenge for me to sit into some seats like those historically small seats at the Pantages Theater. That is something I also know from experiencing the world. But today, I'm not thinking about my physical size. 
My height probably isn't going to change too much unless I shrink a little bit as I get older. My width may or may not change depending on how much exercise I do or what I happen to eat later on in life. That may or may not. But the thing that's really struck me in acting class is what is the self-image about who I am inside? What are the things that I tell myself about who I am? Because I found in acting class that I am so sure about some things inside that it's just like I'm sure that I'm five foot seven. I feel that I am a certain way and I cannot change. Now this whole show, I've done nothing but talk about how I'm trying to change and let things go and live life differently and be differently and those kinds of things. But in acting class, I find myself automatically saying, no, I can't do this type of part. No, I can't do this because this is how I am. I'm not funny or I'm too old or this type isn't right or you all know my old chestnut that I can't sing. But why? You know I've been studying singing and I've been practicing singing and why should I tell myself automatically I can't do a part that sings? Why is that? Well, you might say, Lori, we've heard you sing. You're not up to par yet to sing on stage, but why not? Why not sing in acting class? Why not grant myself the possibility that, yes, I could do this? How about parts that are typically cast for somebody who's younger than me? Even for practice, I tell myself, oh, no, I couldn't be that. That person is young and slender and, you know, a different type of person. I could never be that. But why? In acting class, we're practicing. It doesn't matter. And some interesting stories that I've heard, there's certain actors in Hollywood who have gotten parts that are not their type just because they brought something very interesting to the role. So besides acting, I've been pondering to myself, what have I got so set in stone that I automatically say no, that I don't even consider a possibility? What are these things that I'm so sure of that I don't even give myself a chance? So brave companions, what I'm talking about isn't even a specific thing having to do with my set in stone self-image, but what I'm letting go of today is having a set in stone self-image because I believe that we can change, and I believe when we have these automatic no's come up, when we say no to opportunities or things we might like to do, we need to look a little deeper and see why is it that we're getting in our own way. Do you have a set in stone self-image about some things? I'd love to hear about it. So call the Bravery Hotline, use SpeakPipe, or post a comment on the blog. That would be day 126. So in the meantime, let me read the blog post that I wrote when I realized just how far off the mark I was when it comes to letting myself experience acting. This particular post is called Facing Future, Screw Fear, The Past is Past. And my featured image is me in my sun hat down at the local park and I'm looking up and the caption says, I like this photo. The look on my face reminds me of my iconic accidental selfie hiking shot that is the logo for this show. I see clarity and peace, not worry about my body, fears, or anything else. 
a moment to capture. And big hugs and smooches to those of you that are still using the Amazon links and to the coffee clatchers that buy those virtual cups of coffee. Really appreciate it. XOXOXO. Here's your smooch. I do appreciate that because those little bits of money coming in really help me keep the show alive. (laughs) Okay, back to my blog. A fork in the road. And then I have a nice picture of the path down to the podcast rock. I know, I know. I've been conspicuous in my absence lately. No blog post since Christmas. No show since Christmas. And here it is, almost Valentine's Day by Crikey. I went for a walk in the park the other day and almost decided to strap on my trusty Roland 05 for a bonus episode. But thought again. I think we have passed a fork in the road. I know that UBC still care, and I know I care, but it feels like we have slipped away from one another like college buds do as family and work looms more largely in the scheme of things. I want you to know, really, really know, that I miss you all. I so enjoyed our regular adventures and interactions, and just like you like to hear how my life was going, I like to keep up with you. But I'm not sitting around fretting the past facing the future. You will never guess in one million years what I was doing instead of podcasting as I walked around the park. I was learning the song, I'm Not That Girl, from the musical Wicked. And I was learning it because I am working on playing Elphaba in acting class. Now you who have traveled along my path for the last few years might find your jaws dropping at that idea. Number one, Elphaba sings in front of people. (gasps) Two, Elphaba is a leading part therefore thrust in front of people. No hiding there. Alphaba by type is not cast as almost 57 years old and over 200 pounds. This is what my physical form provides. But a big lesson I'm learning in acting class is, so the F what? What is there to be gained by fear? Who is ever helped by lack of passion or purpose? How can we possibly surprise ourselves if we always play things safe? Perfection doesn't help my middle-aged angst. At my age, not only are icons of my time like David Bowie and Glenn Frey passing away with frightening regularity, all of my phone calls with my mom include funeral news about more and more neighbors, friends, and cohorts of hers. My dad passed away almost seven years ago. I still can't believe that one. And in a very real way, The world feels as if it is shifting and crumbling from all I knew into who knows what. It pushes the point. If not now, when? And if I am going to try something, be it voice acting or singing or rock climbing, then chances are pretty dang good I'm not going to be perfect. Probably not even with the proverbial practice. Practice does make improved, but never, 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 never perfect. Perfection for me is a myth and an excuse. I had so much fear that I would screw something up. A phobia, a feeling I would die if I screwed something up. But guess what, self? I'm going to die anyway. I used to use my body and my weight as an excuse not to pursue or try anything important. I always had thinness and perfection over my rainbow. Just one more diet, one more exercise plan. One more revelation about good food, bad food. One more chance to make my dreams come true. Crap. I don't overeat anymore. I exercise more than most people my age. 
I've been thin. I've been fatter than this. But my 56, almost 57-year-old body is not a stranger. This body shape and level of gravity has been mine for most of my life. I am who I am. I used to use perfection as an excuse. Once I learned to sing, if ever, I would. Can't possibly let anyone hear a clunker note attributed to me. I can't write stories without having them be perfect. What would people think? I can't possibly make a podcast without tons of market research and advice from experts. I might fail. Fooey. I like to sing. I like to write. I like to make podcasts. Sometimes I sing better than others. Sometimes my stories are a good swing at bat. They hit or miss. Sometimes my podcasts flourish. Other times they languish. The big question. If I take away fear and rainbow dreams of a perfect body and a perfect talent and dependence on what other people think and say, who am I? Then I show some pictures. Me hiking. I'm an outdoor lover. <laughs> Me trying to take a picture on my hike where it was pretty funny because these shadow hands are going around my neck just because I was trying to make a selfie, but it really looks funny. So I'm a humorist. Then there's a picture of me and Mark with his beard showing that says I'm a bike rider. And then a picture in those historically skinny, thin seats at the Pantages that says lover of the arts and Mark. Newer, braver podcaster. I'm working on a new show called Stories and Voice. This one is 1,000 times more scary than Compulsive Overeating Diary. Even though I revealed my personal self in Compulsive Overeating Diary, I had control of it. I could record when I wanted, ask for input, or get people to contribute. Thanks, Fiona, Donnie, and Stephanie for contributing so often. But overall, even if every person I asked said no, I could release a show based only on my performance. So I had a safety net. This new one depends on the kindness of writers, voice actors, and singer-songwriters to thrive. While I will share some of my work, I'm hoping there is a community of creative people who will love to share their voice as much as I do. It is scary, 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 scary to put this dream out into the universe. I have a lot of hope. I'm hanging my creative heart on my sleeve. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this one will flop. Maybe all the time and effort I'm expending will fail. But to quote myself, so the F what? If I never try, I will fail 100%. If I never take steps toward what seems passionate and creative, I will fail to thrive in my own heart. If I'm not willing to risk success, then I will fail to leave this earth a little better than I found it. Because we are all unique, we have unique talents and passions that have nothing to do with our size or how perfect we are. We all have a wonderful voice to share. And sometimes it takes bravely moving along an unknown path to find out for ourselves who we are. XOXOXO. You know, this blog post is, as we might say, a keeper. For me, anyway, because I often forget what I've written, 
I know I often forget what I said in the podcast episodes. So when I go back and re-listen or re-read, sometimes I'm very, very surprised by what I had to say and the advice I'm giving my future self. This particular piece, I'm going to bookmark and reread it often because I think it's so important for me to remember that it's okay to try. Who cares about failure? This is the only life that we have right now. So let's go out and live it to the fullest and do what makes us most fulfilled and what puts the most good in the world. At least that's what I think. And I hope that you find some nuggets in that one too. Now in this blog post, I mentioned my new show, Stories and Voice. Again, the stories are plural, voice is not. Storiesandvoice.com. I have some audition pieces up there and what the show's going to be about. And right now, on Valentine's Day in 2016, I'm still gathering recordings and materials to get the first three episodes put together before I release this new show. So, if you're a compulsive overeating diary BC, but you're also a writer, please send some material. If you'd like to try voice acting, do some of the audition pieces or pitch a project of your own. If you're a singer-songwriter like Fiona, then let me know because I'd love to feature your work. And hopefully everybody that I feature, I will also have the chance to interview. So not only will you hear their creations, you will hear about the story behind the story and who these creative people are. So far, I've had so much fun getting to know some more voice actors and writers and singer-songwriters. I've really been amazed at how the community where I am has really been stepping up and getting excited about this project. Will it go great? Will it fail? Will I have one episode and it kind of struggles away? I don't know. But I'm looking to you and I'm looking to the world in general, and I'm just putting it out there to the universe. Hey guys, if you have a creative itch that you'd like to share, please come to storiesandvoice.com and scratch it. (laughs) And now from the creative to the brave. I want to really welcome our newest BC, Heba, who called for help on the Bravery Hotline. Lori, hi. This is Heba. Um, I saw your podcast last night, and um, um, let me introduce myself first. Um, I'm 24 years old, and I'm strugg- I've been struggling with bulimia since an overeating since like five years or something and I'm gaining and losing weight and you know, you know, you know the idea Uh, so I was starting to give up and then I googled some stuff about polymia and overeating anonymous and I found your podcast and now I'm listening to you so I was uh, asking you if you can help me or you can guide me or tell me how you start doing that and focusing on not going back to overeating so if you can help me that would be fine um thank you and of course you can use my name and in your podcast 
and I'm sorry about not being able to talk or put my thoughts into words, but uh, I hope you can get what I'm trying to say. Thank you, Lori. Boy, I think you'll all agree with me that Heba earned her place on the bravery report by letting me publish this phone call. You know, Heba, I'm so proud of you, and I think it's just awesome that you called and let your story be heard. And I wanted to share now some of our interactions back and forth via email because the resources might be of help to other people as well. I wrote, Hi, Heba. Thank you for taking the time to send me your touching message. It is wonderful that you are helping yourself now. I struggled for over 50 years with my compulsive eating and binge eating. I still have days that are challenging, but cope much better than I did. I weigh about the same, so did not lose weight from removing my eating disorder. This is not true for everyone. But I did gain freedom from thinking all of the time about my body and my food and what others will think of me. If you listen through my show's episodes until 120, you will hear me go through that journey in real time. I am just a regular person and not a trained expert, but here are two resources that might help. The first is Dr. Nina Savelle Rockland's Win the Diet War at winthedietwar.com. Dr. Nina is an actual psychoanalyst, author, and speaker specializing in weight, body image, and disordered eating. I'm just a regular person, so I'm not an authority. Dr. Nina also has a free group on Facebook where people support each other, and I am there from time to time as a group member. Number two, intuitiveeating.org. This is another free online forum for people who focus on emotional healing and who want to learn to eat based on what their bodies need. This is based around the book and program, Intuitive Eating. It takes some time to entangle the motivations around eating that can make us feel crazy, but we aren't crazy. We've just learned some coping mechanisms that don't really serve our hopes and dreams long term. Food feels easy, and it is, to turn to when we need a lift, something to distract, whatever. My biggest dream was to one day see food only as food, something to eat when hungry or taste when I really want that food. And for the most part, now I have that. Days 1 through 120 for my podcast are that journey, though I didn't know it when it started. I finished my main show on episode 120 and focus on other areas of my life now. But I do a bonus show usually once a month or so, and when I do, I greet new listeners and read some of their story, and I'm going to be honored to play your story on the show the next time I record one. Take care, Lori. And Heba wrote back to me, Thank you so much for the support and the quick reply and the resources. Stay awesome and on track. So, BCs, please come to day 126 and post a welcome to Heba, because I still think that it's a special place, and even though we're only showing up there now and again, every little bit of positive comment, I think, really, really helps. I talked a little bit earlier about the new show that I'm putting together called Stories and Voice, and I was looking for some public domain pieces that I could put up there to let people audition. And I found this really cool poem that resonated with me so much, I couldn't wait and had to do it for Lori's stories. It's a poem called An Experience by Thomas Hardy, and it's all about this unexpected wonder he felt when he was in the mountain. And that is just how it was for me when I hike up to the upper Zen place. So enjoy. This is my take on 
and experience. Hello and welcome. Sit down, relax, and get ready to listen. It's time for Lori's Stories, where brave companions share what they've been writing. An Experience by Thomas Hardy Wit, weight, or wealth there was not In anything that was said, in anything that was done All was of scope to cause not a triumph, dazzle, or dread To even the subtlest one, my friend To even the subtlest one But there was a new afflation an aura zephyring round that care infected not. It came as a salutation, and in my sweet astound I scarcely witted what might pend. I scarcely witted what. The hills in same wise to me spoke as they grayly gazed. First hills to speak so yet. The thin-edged breezes blew me. What I, through cobwebbed crazed, was never to forget. If you'd like to share your story, just call the Bravery Hotline. You speak pipe or email Lori your story to be read on the air. Just mention this is for Lori's stories and she'll do the rest. You know, I've been having so much fun looking for public domain things or new music or talking to people. I happened upon a song that Josh Woodward wrote called The Dreamers. And here's the chorus. Failure's always an option, but doubt's that fatal toxin that leaves your dreams to wither on the vine. Why is your brain refusing? What are you scared of losing? If you don't try, you'll fail all the time. The full lyric and link so you can download a copy of this great song is on today's show notes, and I'm going to leave you listening to it and really, really listen to it. It's such a cool song. So, brave companions, I hope I hear from some of you on Stories and Voice. I hope you come to Day 126 and say hello to Heba. And also, I just hope to hear from you, because until whenever we see or hear from each other again, just know I want you to take care. Because I really, 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 Valentine's Day swear care. Here's one for dreamers who took that step. Here's one for every time they jumped without a net. Here's one for misfits who broke the rules, who feared the boredom more than scorn or ridicule. You're scared to fly in the endless sky when the voices say that there's no Try and you fall from high when the
the sun has set, will you regret the fall or the times you did nothing at all? Here's one for magic that lives within foreseeing beauty in the commonest of things. Here's one for passion without restraint to those who stumble to the ground and feel no shame. You're scared to fly. Will you regret the fall?